0: This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC.
1: And come in, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perks.
0: Women's WCHA.
2: So Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies
0: the National Hockey League.
2: Dwayne Kaprizov in for a chance to
0: 60 of the healthy scratch interview segment if i can remember what the heck this segment is called here nick uh, but easy to remember the two guys we had on today tyler anderson kevin fitzgerald uh men's hockey seniors and now super seniors if you will on the show nick uh, i mean what was your favorite part of this show is kind of kind of one of those shows that a uh, little bit of highs, a little bit of uh, emotions to talk about but overall really fun episode
1: it really was, and you know, I don't know if there's a specific part that I really like. I mean, you're talking about two very stand-up guys off the ice, and uh, obviously, really good hockey players when they're on the ice too. So it, it's always a treat to talk to to people like this, and you know what i think really like what we do know is that you know it's it's more informal and i think you know for for guys that are on you know a team setting like this you know they get to relax they get to have fun with it and i think you just kind of get showing them a little bit of a side of who they are as people i think is what i really like about it and i think other fans will enjoy this as well yeah i definitely agree it won't keep you waiting episode number 60 healthy scratch interview segment this week to the healthy scratch interview segment here for episode number 60 and joining us are two super duper seniors we have kevin fitzgerald and tyler anderson both with the men's hockey team guys thanks again for joining us and welcome to the show
3: yeah thanks for having us yeah, thanks boys. I thought you were going to call us super healthy scratches. So I, was, I was happy with the super seniors. <laughs> there's glue and then there's super glue. We're
1: just using the same, you know, right? <laughs> but but speaking of glue, right, when you guys were, you know, first of all, congratulations on one hell of a season to both of you guys. Uh, a historic season nonetheless. Uh, the first team ever to make it to the NCAA championship game. Um, I want to get your reaction to this season. Uh, Kevin, I want to start with you. Um we all knew going into this year that there was some potential there really didn't know where it was all going to go that we end up in Pittsburgh and, you know, literally 60 minutes away from, you know, bringing home some really impressive hardware Uh, thoughts from the season and and more so, you know, the trip all the way to uh, Pittsburgh in the frozen four.
3: Yeah. Kind of, I mean, you said it there, kind of knew early on with some pieces Um, we were just kind of talking about early in the year. uh, We didn't really have like the, the star power that we we've had in past years. Um, but then we just saw like, as the year, like guys are stepping up left and right. And I think it was just that depth kind of that carried us, uh, throughout the year. And, you know, like you said, uh, I mean, the ending wasn't, wasn't really great. It was great to get there. Um, definitely somewhere we're trying to get back to next season. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was a great experience. It was a great ride. And, um, kind of like I said, definitely trying to get back there next year.
1: And Tyler, for you, uh, same question. Uh, how did that run feel for you? Uh, especially, uh, you know, what we will talk about a little bit later on in the show about uh, some of the future endeavors you will be having, but uh, uh, one hell of a ride to it, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, it was definitely probably the, the coolest experience of my life just to be a part of this team. Uh, this team was so special and, you know, we got an, we got an idea of that so, so, so early on, um, like everyone got along so well and you know, I've been saying it all year long. I tell everyone every time I see him like I couldn't believe like how hard this team practiced. And there's just so much buy-in from absolutely everyone on the team, from like the guys that are playing 20-something minutes a night to the guys that are, you know, some sometimes guys don't even get in lineup. And everyone competed every single day and just had a complete team buy-in. And, you know, obviously it paid off and and um, we got to do something pretty special. But like Kev said, you know, hopefully next year uh, we just we get over that hump instead of just get there.
0: Yeah, speaking of next year, you guys are in the off season for a little bit, finally getting a chance to take a deep breath after, I'd say, a long year related to not only playing hockey but maybe not seeing family, that sort of thing. I believe both of you are back home in your respective places. Kevin, we'll start with you. When did you get home, and what have you been up to lately? Uh, yeah, I got home
3: yesterday. Um, head's kind of spinning. I've <laughs> been kind of a lot of places uh, right after the season, kind of hung around St. Cloud just with the guys. Um, for a couple of weeks, then went over to my girlfriend's house in South Dakota, and then went back for graduation this past weekend. Um, so, yeah, just got home yesterday. So, just, you know, just starting to like the summer training process again. And um, yeah, but it's good to be home, good to see my family and kind of relax a little bit.
0: Yeah, hanging out in the great state of Illinois, uh, Tyler. Moving over to you. For those who don't know, pre-show Tyler was uh, a little bit late to the party. Uh, would you like to? Would you like to let us know why you were late, Tyler, and uh, what you've been up to since you've been home?
2: Yeah, I was, I was working on my golf game. I'm trying to get the handicap <laughs> down. You know, it's that's really all you can do <laughs> in the right now. We're pretty we're pretty locked down with COVID restrictions. We have high case numbers right now, so um, like really almost everything's closed except for. Uh, for the golf course i've been just trying to spend some time there but um yeah i I hung around st cloud with the guys for a couple weeks but i i knew that it was time for me to just kind of get home and when you get back to canada you have to quarantine for two weeks so i I came home and wanted to do that so i could uh kind of figure out what i was going to do this summer in terms of work and and i hadn't seen my family since july so it was it's nice it was nice to get home it's nice to be home and be with my family and
1: um it's nice to be working on the golf game can't complain about that I kind of want to build off this, guys, because, you know, first of all, again, we talk about the pandemic and you talk about the incredible season it was on the ice for you guys. But I think what we haven't really heard, we've talked about this with Dave Shyack, we've talked about it with Brett Larson, we really haven't heard from you guys just how difficult it really was, at least from our perspective, it must have been for you guys, uh, for what you had to do as far as sacrificial things uh, to be able to play hockey essentially week in and week out and i think that's a sacrifice that not all of us are really uh, don't don't know how really hard that was so kevin i want to start with you uh starting even you know prior to december when you guys were heading toward the omaha pot and all the way through uh your trip to pittsburgh uh can you try to give fans a little bit of an idea of what your schedule was like anymore so what you just were not allowed really to do that maybe some more folks that weren't involved in athletics could do
3: yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it just started uh, right in August. We had to be there August 1st. I think a lot of us came the week earlier or like a week earlier just to quarantine and stuff like that. So right away, that was something new. Normally we just get there around when school starts. So we had, and we just had so long without any games of just kind of training every day, then like kind of quarantining, kind of staying away from, from people going, not going places where, you know, we could like could get COVID and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it was just tough. And, and while I guess from my perspective, like while we were going through it, um, it didn't seem like really that like that much, just because it was just like our like new normal, I guess. And um, but now like looking back on it, like it is tough. Like you didn't really get to see, you didn't get to see your family. Like Andy didn't get to see his family, they didn't get to see his girlfriend like the whole season. And that's that's I mean I couldn't imagine how that was for Andy. Because even for me, like being Tyler's roommate, knowing his family like very well, like, they're always coming down. They're always visiting. And, um, like, they're a huge part of our lives, let alone, like, Tyler. That's his family. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. And when you talk about stuff like that, like senior night, like Andy's parents can come to senior night. Um, so, yeah, that, that definitely takes a toll on you. But I know at the end of the day, it's 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 for a good reason. I mean, it's for we got to do, you know, what we love and have a great season because of that.
1: Charlie, I want to build off that a little bit from your perspective. I mean, I think it is obviously more challenging for you, uh, especially when you're talking about international borders and an uh, international borders has been closed uh, to the United States for uh, quite a number of months now. And uh, again, as you know, a, a college student and also a, a college athlete, you know, uh, the family support means a lot to, uh, to everybody, and especially to to folks that especially live far away. I guess, you know, how was this experience like for you and uh, this season, especially?
2: Uh, you know what? Honestly, I I think it was it was tougher on my parents than it was for me because they like absolutely loved coming to St. Cloud. Like my dad lived for coming to St. Cloud and and watching the game. So I think it was, it was the toughest thing for me was just seeing how upset they were to not be able to be a part of you know all those special things that are that are supposed to be a part of your senior year. Like I remember the senior night, my parents were so upset they couldn't come, and I'd Facetime my my parents. My dad did everything he could to try to make his way to Pittsburgh for the Frozen Four and just like see them work their hard and just want to be there so badly and, and, and not be able to uh, uh, get there was, was definitely tough, but um, you know, it was nice having like others players on the team kind of in the same boat as me. Um, you know, I could tell that they were making the sacrifices too. Um, especially my, me and David and Kevin will live together. So me and David were international guys. And so we, I feel like we understood it a little bit more because we were kind of in a similar boat and, uh i guess i could talk about it now because it's the season's over but like even like i, I felt like the toughest part would be the holidays uh and we, we weren't supposed to go anywhere over the, we, we couldn't go over the border for for christmas so dave and i didn't know what we were going to do and we ended up actually going to florida for christmas <laughs> <The final laughs> covid hotspot but <laughs> we, we both had covid and uh i have an aunt that lives down there so we we got to spend time with some family in, in some warm weather at Christmas so I feel like that little break over the holidays kind of you know gave us the little relaxation to go over the hump
0: Speaking of family, uh, there was something about this group, uh, and I don't think a lot of people realized it. They didn't even have you pegged maybe in the top 25 in the NCAA entering the season, but there was something that really stuck through as as a trending theme as you guys continued to grow and build this year, and it really kind of culminated actually uh, the day before Easton Brodzinski got injured when he was interviewed uh, during one of the regional games and uh, essentially talked about how close-knit this team and this group was. Uh, Tyler, I want to start with you. Did you guys know from the beginning that this group kind of had that X factor or that extra little boost or camaraderie to, to bring you guys to the first national championship game in 92 years of St. Cloud state history, or was it just a process that uh, you guys kind of built on each and every day?
2: I'd say it's definitely a a bit of both. Um, You know, you obviously can't just look at the end picture and just expect it to happen for, for us to get where, to where we did go. uh, We needed to build in it every single day, but um, I think we we knew early on that it was a special group um, we, had, we had complete buy-in early everyone was there working hard and we didn't like honestly I, I've never been on a team that didn't have like any like outcasts at all like everyone was together everyone loved each other um, everyone loved it everyone brought to the table and in that sense it was the most special team I've ever been on and the thing that I think is just so crazy is like i I was on some amazing teams this was probably not the best hockey team I've been on. Or the best, like most skilled team I've been on, but this was the best hockey team I've ever been a part of. So um, just to see that, you know, that that complete buy-in and, and the family atmosphere and, and working towards it every single day, just to see how important that is and, and how it pays off is, is something super cool for me.
0: Kevin, yeah, we uh, I got the privilege to see you score the first goal of the season back in the NCHC pod. Really nice forehand, backhand, move on a breakaway. Actually, uh, one of my top three favorite goals of the year. Uh, not a big deal, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I kind of wanted to ask along those lines, as you guys continue to grow and build in that process. We caught up with Brett Larson a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about that. Colorado college game in the NCHC playoffs is maybe a turning point for you guys. Was there a moment for this group that you thought was a really good building point, maybe in terms of a good win, a good challenge of adversity that maybe you thought that that might've been the spark that really kind of added that extra level of play as you moved into tournament time.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, the first thing that if you were to like ask me what our like TSN turning point of the season was, I think it was definitely after we lost to Duluth um, in Duluth and it was just like a net front game. Um, the whole game we were kind of perimeter a little passive and we had our first mentality Monday of the year and uh, where we literally just do like the hardest drills like in the book Uh, it's a lot of net front a lot of um, compete and stuff like that and then Lars brought out the grease pan where it's just this shit. one of sugar's big, uh, like cooking pans for every uh, grease pan goal, every greasy goal uh, that was scored, we showed it on film. And then that person would get like a puck with their number on it, right? in The grease pan, just trying to see whoever had the most grease pan goals by the end of the year. But um, yeah, it was kind of, I think we took like a negative experience with some adversity and not only did we kind of use that to light a light a fire under us, but um, it kind of just changed our mentality for the rest of the year. I mean, I think the, the, the cool goals to score were now the greasy goals and that's just playoff hockey, I think. So I think that tr- helped us tremendously throughout the playoff run.
1: I, I would have to agree with that, Kevin. If there's one thing that I think impressed both uh, uh, Noah and myself was not just that you were scoring against Boston College and Boston University, but how, right. It was in, you know, in the house it was in front of the crease. You weren't, you know, being intimidated by going into the dirty areas, but, I want to build off of the skill versus the heart of the line, per se, when you talk about teams like this, Uh, when you watch championship recaps at the professional level, where it's NHL, uh, baseball, basketball, football, if there's one common thing that you hear, and that is, you know, everybody on this team is something special. And I I think there's nobody, at least in this room, that would argue that this was the most skilled team. I don't think it was. Uh, But I think there is something to be said about a team that is, not only plays together, but also just embraces their role, too, that just knows that they have to play a certain way. Uh, Kevin, would you agree that, you know, from top to bottom, you know, again, as far as skills concerned, definitely not the best in terms of, you know, the overall rating from ECHL, but more so, <laughs> uh, but more so it, it was a team that really embraced what they had to do to win every single night, and it was the character of the guys in the lineup that was what pushed you forward to the national championship game.
3: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I think, like, just with you saying that kind of just uh, makes me think of, like, Will Hammer, like, and kind of look at the emergence of him throughout our playoff run. Uh, like, not a flashy player by any means, but just kind of like a heart and soul guy. Um, and, you know, he just does, like, all the little things right. And I think that once that um, – like, and I even saw, like, during like, our run, kind of like him getting, like, more attention, like, um, like nationally and stuff, which he definitely deserves. He's a great player and great teammate. And I think that just kind of also like symbolized like our game kind of like and uh, just like the emergence of the more hard work and the more grit and kind of wanting to make that um, make that a staple of our game rather than you know maybe some of the prettier skill plays that haven't worked for us in the past.
0: Kevin, I kind of want to follow up on that, and I have a question for Tyler as well for this follow up. Before I kick it back to Nick here, I, I speaking about your game specifically, Kevin. I feel like, uh, and this is just from my perspective watching. I feel like the growth of your game that really took off this year. That's it's been a staple of your game, but I think it got even better. I feel like your battles below the dots and below the circles, below the goal lines. I thought you were really good as being that that first forward in hard on pucks, kind of that buzzsaw saw mentality. Uh, was was there any kind of mentality change or a skill change or thing you wanted to work on this year that you felt that you you know grew at or exceeded at or really continued to develop your game?
3: Uh, yeah, I think just going into the year. Um, I met with our assistant coach, Mike Oliver, and he just kind of went over, it. he had, he just, he's such a hard worker. He compiled so many stats and so much thing, so many things for us to look at. And one thing that he found from, that was different in my junior year, the year prior in my game was, um, like play below the dots and stuff like that. And he kind of wanted me to get back to, um, more like whether it's like a stab shooting net for a play around the net, um, but kind of creating scoring chances from like below the goal line stuff like that. So that was kind of a, like a focus of mine throughout the season um i guess and then just playing with kind of the players i've played with i feel like we like worked well um below the net and playing with him just for majority of the year like, he's such a fast skater he's always in there getting f1 so just kind of working on like supporting him reading off him too i think was was um was good yeah,
0: really effective line this year. Moving over to you, Tyler. Uh, obviously, your career, as far as we know, uh, is done in a Saint Cloud State sweater. Uh, how did? How would you evaluate your last year as a Husky? And do you have a favorite moment, uh, even early on here, as you look back after having uh, pulled on the Saint Cloud State sweater for a last time?
2: Um, favorite moment. Uh, like this year was just so special. Like it's hard to just pick one. Um you know probably i think i just remember skating in the ice for the national championship game during warm up and like like my legs were numb like for the warm up for the good 2 minutes of warm up so just like being in that environment to me was just probably one of the the coolest experiences uh, of my life but um uh i you know i just i enjoyed my time at st cloud so much all 4 years um even though sometimes i didn't have the most like on ice success i felt like i grew so much as a person and, and I gave the program literally everything I had. Um, like I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I, I did everything I could to better myself as a hockey player and, and as a person and, and to try to make this great program even better. So uh, it was like I said, the best four years of my life, no doubt.
1: I kind of want to build on that uh, a little bit here guys, because, you know, again, we called you the super duper seniors as we came back, but uh, you know, it's, we have it in contrast, right? Tyler uh, announcing, you will not be returning to St. Cloud. Uh, Kevin, uh, you said you would be returning to St. Cloud and that kind of started a a little bit, uh, not too far after the season that we started to hear rumblings that there would be um, some of that group of seniors that would be returning Um, even on the show, not too long ago. um, It it sounded like, like your mind was almost made up in a sense that, you know, no matter what happened in this season, you, you had it almost, you know, was like, you know what, hockey has been great, but it's, you know, there's other things beyond hockey. Um, You know, can you talk about what led you to decide to come back and was there a specific moment, specific conversation, or uh, how did we get to where we are now?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think just like the accumulation of the year. And um, I guess when we talked last about it, I, I hadn't really thought too much about it. Um, it was still kind of new and just like the idea of returning, I think only like there's one other guy on our team who said that they were like most likely coming back. Um, but then just kind of as the year goes on and so like that, then definitely the way the season ended, um, definitely played a part in that. And just kind of after that, just thinking like, if this was like my last, um, you know, like game at St. Cloud, so like that, uh, how would I feel about that? And I just, I just like, I didn't think that I could, leave like on on those terms, I guess. And just knowing that like, what's one more year plan versus one year of working. Lars said to me, when you look back, it it was kind of funny. because I wasn't expecting this, but he goes, when you look back in 20 years, I don't think you're going to say to yourself, man, I'm glad I did that extra year of accounting. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just talking to him and talking to a lot of the alumni, uh, Jimmy Schultz called me and he's like, like I would, I would give everything to, to come back for one more year and that's a guy who's playing like professional hockey and had an unbelievable career so um yeah just talking to him and guys like judd um, i just knew that like this is it it wasn't a bad option either way like, i didn't have a bad option but this is definitely the better option you're also only young once i'm like i am so i'm, I'm not <laughs> young anymore
1: so uh but on the flip side uh tyler you have decided to move on uh but it, it kind of in a you know it, we you know we would obviously love if everybody came back, right? Because again, this is such a special group, but um, again, everybody has their own decisions to make. Everybody has a different passport. And uh, Tyler, I think there is actually some very exciting news potentially in your horizon. Uh, so uh, for a two part question, first of all, um, how was the decision to leave Sand Cloud, or maybe better was not exercise um, an extra year of eligibility? And two, what is next for you on the horizon as you go into the professional world?
2: Uh, you know, obviously it was, it was a difficult decision because I, I love my time in St. Cloud so much. Um, but I just kind of, I, I knew that, you know, we have two young D coming in that are, are very good and, and they're ready to play. And um, I knew that like my role would probably be similar, similar, if not less. And, um, and as far as schooling, there isn't much school I could take there um, at St. Cloud. Um, if if they had a, a medical school program, I would have applied and perhaps <laughs> tried to come practice with the guys and go to school there. But um, obviously, there there isn't. And um, as for the second part of the question, I'm I've applied into medical school um, back in Canada, so I'll be finding out this week if I if I get into medical school or not. So if I if I get into medical school, I, I think that's you know that's the right option for me. Um, it's a good program to get into, and I'm ready to get that started. And if I don't get really accepted this year, then you know I'll try to maybe play somewhere else one more year and, and apply again for the following year. So I guess we'll kind of start figuring that out this week.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not worried, Tyler. I think you'll get in. I, I have high hopes for you. I yes. uh, the the one thing that I in, in terms of high hopes, and I'm not going to release the name of uh, the Twitter handle, but you two uh, fellows were up with a little bit of shenanigans with the show uh, in the middle of the season. Uh, maybe preface it, uh, Kevin. You you kind of doled the story uh, pretty good. Uh, Is after a particular road trip, uh, and you guys decided to have a little, little bit of fun here. I have the I have the messages pulled up here. If we can <laughs> run through a couple run, th-
2: <laughs> run through a
0: couple, couple of them. But uh, Kevin, uh, let's uh, let's hear some mentality. For what you had planned for us uh, in the middle of the year? <laughs>
3: uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: um, your cousin Devin? Yeah, <laughs> hey, oh God.
3: <laughs> um, this, uh, this actually started four years ago with <laughs> I made this account and I would just message guys on the team and just like mess with them, be like a super fan. And um, I, I can't remember who it was, but I, I messed with them. Can you believe this guy? Like, this guy won't quit. And uh, <laughs> Like, I would do stuff like I remember one time I for like hockey day Minnesota we would like tweet at an FSN and like the picture of us got on like the it was FSN when they're broadcasting just like stupid stuff um so me and Andy we we're bussing back from uh I think it was Miami yeah, uh a
2: long bus ride
3: yeah we're this is how bored we were <laughs> we're sitting here and they were like hey I was like hey I'm gonna message these guys and just be the biggest super fan like just be such a creep and see uh like see what they say and like just try to like be like, oh, who is this guy? But um, they figured out who just me pretty soon. <laughs> pretty didn't take very long. Yeah, it, it,
0: a little bit of insight for the show. I mean, we get people that message us. Some people kind of say, hey, I got the statistic for you. That's kind of crazy. Or hey, um, do you know if so and so? I've had people who have had like job opportunities, things that have been thrown out. Uh, so, so I, I get a message from this account, and again, we won't release it uh, because uh, you, you boys, are still hard at work in the uh, in the in the game for sure. Uh, but I get a follow. I don't know what it was. It must've been oh, it's right for Valentine's day. Thanks for the follow. And I was kind of like, okay. So I said, I sent kind of the fire emoji cause I'm kind of like, yeah, you're welcome. I guess that's, that's actually kind of romantic actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that, is either that or the heart I wanted to play it safe. Then I get uh, the next text, but five minutes later, you guys do good interviews. I'm like, what do I do with that? I'm like, thank you. We try our best. Next one who's your favorite Husky? I'm like, Oh geez. Like, cause you can't, you know, from our perspective, you got to be really careful with that question because you don't know who it is. I'm like, I think it varies. I really like Micah Miller. Then I get, I totally agree. He's the man. I love Tyler Anderson.
1: <laughs>
0: then he says such a great guy, him, Will Hammer and David Rennick are my favorites. <laughs> Ask Will who his favorite roommate is. So this was when we had uh, Will and Micah Miller on. Um, so after you asked that, when we had that on, I was like, I said anybody but Kevin Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we, we, we kind of piece it together that uh, um, that uh, from a couple of uh, pieces as far as like your timeline, and we won't get into it because we won't reveal the account. I don't know, pretty, pretty good fun by, by all of you guys. But uh, um, Kevin, is there a reason why you specifically actually don't have a big social media presence on Twitter? Is that just something for a guy that is pretty freaking hilarious? I don't know how you don't have your own network or something
3: uh i don't i don't know i i had instagram like uh like when i came into college and stuff like that um you're off i, that know, I just deleted well i just say said... you're off that now yeah i don't know i just don't <laughs> use it anymore uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know um uh, i just like would never post pictures of myself so it's like what am i doing i'd be on my phone all the time so figured uh, I think just deleted it, but uh, yeah, no, I kept with the Twitter. There's also another guy uh, on the team. I won't reveal who it is, but uh, a certain hockey lover has, has a similar account that I will send tweets to back and forth. That was your head right there. I'm not saying anything else.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I do want to say thank you though to uh, Tyler. Uh, Tyler and Nolan Walker have kind of been our contacts and the first ever. You guys were the first two guys to ever come on the show for the men's hockey team. Uh, and, and I got to say, Nick, I, I think it's fair to, to say for both of us, uh, thank you so much for what you've done, being able to coordinate kind of our in with like the men's hockey guys setting us up, you know, with uh, Jimmy, Schulte, and Jack and Sean, having them come on. I know it's kind of a, a sappy little thank you, but I mean, to be honest, it, it it means a lot to us for you to kind of be that liaison. So for all of you who have listened and loved our interviews, as far as the men's hockey team is concerned, Tyler's kind of been the guy that's helped coordinate us. So uh, Tyler, are you, gonna, are you gonna miss relishing in the role of being our, our go-to contact? Do we still text you and hit you up just in case? Or what's the deal? Yeah, yeah, he's not
3: off the hook.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys always do great interviews, and it's, it's great for for everyone with Husky Hockey to be able to hear like all the different people in Husky Hockey. So I I was so willing to help you guys out whenever I could, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing. I think it's great. Uh, I
1: I want to go. Speaking of sappy, I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn the flames down a little bit. Um, just because I, I actually do want to go back to uh, the national championship game. I just want to get a couple of thoughts from each one of you. Um, yeah, obviously a tough game. Um, and I, we said this both myself and Noah, that you got to tip your cap to a very, very good UMass team. Um, Greg Carville, though, post game said it in itself, you know, it starts with culture. It starts with people. And I do think this Huskies squad, this Huskies uh, team, not just this year, but going even back years past there's already a culture here. That's very, very clear. And for Massachusetts credit, they were in the position just a couple of years ago that you guys were in, that you got to the big dance, the big game, couldn't quite pull it off. Uh, Kevin, you, you almost did mention this a little bit. And your reasoning to return is that there's a little bit of that salt still on the tongue that you want You're itching to get back. Um, I guess, you know, how did it feel when that final horn buzzed uh, when things were, the season was done. Wasn't quite then you look for, how did that feel to be in that, in that position?
3: I don't know. Like you said, just like such a tough game and looking back on it now, it, it was like, obviously like a, like a great season and stuff like that, but just the way it ends, like it doesn't feel right. And even saying like, it was a great season, it's kind of like hard, I guess. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think that just is an extra motivation and, I was just thinking, like, how, how great it would be to come back and, you know, get it done, be the first Huskies team to, you know, win the national championship. And, um, I mean, that was a huge part of my decided to come back. And then also just like the, the team we have and my teammates. And I just thought, like, what's one more year with some of my best buddies at St. At Cloud State?
1: Tyler, and I want to follow up with you. Um, I think it's clear, I know we've talked to you previously, you know, your decision to go to med school, I think, has, has, not necessarily been charted in stone, but it was one that you've been, you know, trying to go for, uh, when that final horn buzzed for you. And, and it was, you know, I think clear in your mind, this was going to be the last time you'd ever put on a Husky sweater. Uh, again, how does that feel? How does that emotion hit for you?
2: Uh, that was, that was heartbreaking for me. Um, I just, I couldn't accept it for the longest time. Like you just never, you never actually think it's going to be the last time wearing the Jersey. Um, and I really wanted the last time I wore that Jersey to be a national championship. So um that was tough but um you know it just wasn't our night um I thought we came out well we played well when we hit the post early with BD with a shot and you know they scored their first goal after we dominated a shift um yeah so that was it was disappointing but uh like you mentioned Husky hockey does have a culture and I've been saying it forever I think it's the best culture in college hockey so it's just a matter of time and it's going to happen there
0: Yeah, I I like that answer, Tyler. And we talked about a couple of things we talked about. One, I think if you guys, you know, obviously, if you play that game 10 more times, I don't think it ends up the way that it was. I thought you guys were two evenly matched groups. And uh, the other thing I think that you boys can both take pride in is, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier, Uh, You guys did something that in 92 years of St. Cloud State Huskies hockey, no one, no other team has ever done. And that's make a national championship game. So, you know, it's another great building block for this program. Uh, But we're going to get out of the sad stuff in just a second here. I just wanted to ask one more follow-up thing about that. Brett Larson talked uh, about actually – um, the event, the, the family event that was actually after that game where it was kind of a silent event and then people started to open up a little bit. I um, I don't know, were you, were you guys present for that that little event there? And, uh, you know, was it a, a little bit of a kind of a, a warming fire after kind of a, a game like that?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, my whole family was there. I think everyone, everyone on the team and a lot of guys' families were there. And uh, yeah, it started off as like you're kind of giving everybody a hug and just kind of like kind of like you know it's just like uncomfortable after that, I guess, but then I mean, after a while, once like you kind of process the game and stuff like that, it starts to turn into just like more of a fun event, everyone's family's there um so yeah, I mean by the end it was I thought it was incredible it was probably one of my one of my favorite memories of the season um just after right there with everybody and so many alumni too um so yeah, I thought it was a great time, but yeah it was just at the start of it was kind of weird, but after that it was it was a really great time
0: speaking of I'm glad you led into that Kevin because this is my my happier question if you will I uh, we've had a lot of great moments over the season uh, a couple of moments that stood out as some of them a lot of them involved Nolan Walker who had one heck of a year you know had had four goals at the Herbert's National Hockey Center. Uh, I had the craziest pass to Micah Miller I think I've ever seen in my entire life, flipping a puck over the net. Obviously, that beautiful redirect against Mankato. Uh, from your guys' perspective on the ice, was there a particular goal or a particular play that either you guys were involved in or you guys saw that you guys were like uh, – and part of my friends just said, holy shit, that was, that was something else.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't involved in a lot of goals, so I had to see a lot of them. So uh, <laughs> my favorite goal of the year by far was – that one you talked about where Nolan Walker football <laughs> over the net, um because like kevin i'm sure you feel the same way because we've never won a tournament game before we were the number one seed twice yeah in a times. so when we went down one nothing we were literally like at that, at that point i was kind of like I, I i believe in our team but I, like i was nervous a little bit i was like holy shit and then so you see this puck land directly on micah's tape with a wide open net and he's like dusting it off, and I'm just like jumping on the bed,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: jumping like I think I had the highest miracle I've ever had in my ski. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that was- probably the goal I remember the most I absolutely lost it so so random
0: question about that that play Tyler um because it was kind of hard to see um you know on the actual live feed were you guys able to see that puck right away and, and again I mean can you imagine if Micah missed that puck like it's one of those where it's like as a shooter you almost like overthink it a little bit but I mean he buried it right in the center did you guys see that puck right away or kind of know where the puck was or were you as confused as everyone else was
2: no, so the D were on the left side of the bench. So, like, I feel like I, I had a really good view. Like, I could see the pucking flipped up and I saw it land right on Micah's stick. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I, when I saw him pick his time, I got so shocked. Like, I didn't know. What he did.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was it was actually the craziest thing because I feel like our whole bench, like, saw it happen. Like, saw the whole thing on float or uh, uh, the whole thing just like kind on of uh It was, it, <laughs> I think, the funniest thing was. If you see Jay Cox there, he's behind Micah and he's like yelling, but he's like trying not to like alert the like the defenseman. So he's like quietly like, like, do it. Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny because nobody knows like what to say. And the puck's in the air. We're just like, oh,
1: like it's, it's there. It's there. <laughs> like, you
3: know, so it's just like, I don't know. It was, it, that was hilarious. That was the craziest goal I've ever seen. Uh-huh. i have yeah. a follow i it, a follow well, question for that
0: the, the one the one thing too is like you know it, it's funny that you mentioned that kevin because like you have like the monikers right like feet or like one on or like things that you can yeah. yell to like players what do you yell when the pucks on a guy's stick like
1: <laughs> have it, do it yeah yeah <laughs> so so is that drill called the flip drill then I and mean, how do you practice that <laughs>
0: no idea <laughs> Kevin, did, did you have um, speaking of nolan walker and micah miller i mean that redirect that nolan had was beautiful I, again I, I honestly put your first goal of the season uh, two and a half minutes into the pod as well, uh, just a nice little jump start to the season i did you did you have a specific play or a specific thing other than that flip play that you thought was um you know a really great moment or maybe an undervalued
3: moment that that happened during the year um, yeah, I mean, the, I think the flip was just the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, the redirect, uh, Joey Bolivar's first college goal and perhaps the biggest like setting possible. Uh, but I think my favorite goal of the season was the Sammy Hench's bazooka goal <laughs> against CC in the pod. <laughs> that <laughs> but, uh, was great. Yeah, that but that also just capped up. Like I think that game, like obviously it's a joke. Like Sam does the bazooka at the end. Like that was incredible. But um, I think that game in general was just like a a moment where like okay, like I think we've got something special here. Like we kind of go down three nothing and, and battle back and win in overtime. So I thought that was kind of a a good moment for us and just like, kind of a hilarious ending. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, before I kick
0: it over to you, Nick here, I just wanted to add one thing. Maybe this is a good time. Uh, Kevin, you, uh, you don't have the biggest social media presence. So we, uh, we have a weekly trivia question that we like to ask on the show. And, uh, last week's actually involved you. And I kind of want to know if you know the answer to it here. Uh, so the question actually involved, uh, uh, it said that you had 18 points on the year, uh, including being the visiting team during the games in the pod. How many of your points this year were scored on the road? Do you happen to have an idea? I don't know.
3: I don't even think I scored. I maybe scored once at home. So I have no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. 13 of your 18 total points came on the road. Your first nine of the year, your first home point, February 5th against Western Michigan. Wow. Including even in the pod. So that's kind of a, it's a work on that. That's our that's challenge. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm the worst at. It's the one we play in the boat, so. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> you got
0: too much ice, you don't want to make people look bad, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. something like that. <laughs> it's almost a perfect transition, though. actually, because I think as we look forward to next year, um, obviously, we're hoping. Things are definitely, at least here in Minnesota, oh. things are trending forward. Uh, governor announcing that the mask mandate will end no later than July 1st. Um, Essentially, all COVID restrictions will be done before then. And I think the biggest thing we want to take away from that is, can, you know, when can we get Huskies fans back inside of Herbrook's National Hockey Center? Because I think if it was any, like, the worst thing about this last year uh, is you guys didn't really have a fan base to come and see an incredible hockey team. Uh, Kevin, I would imagine, I'll start with you first. Uh, is that the biggest thing you're excited about? going back next year is to finally see the Herb, uh, full out packed, rocking, ready to, ready to go for you guys.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, not only that, but I, I think our schedule got released today, but just some of the teams are playing too. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. I think we got Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, St. Thomas, teams like that. So, um, not only the fans but just kind of our competition too. I think it's going to be, um, really something special. It's going to be exciting. Um, first time we played some of those teams in a while, but yeah, I think the fans is, is the biggest thing. Um, just like the energy we get from them; they're so loud. Um, yeah, there's nothing like playing in front of a you know a packed or a Brooks Arena. So I, that's definitely one of the things I'm most excited for this next season.
1: And, and for you, Tyler, uh, it, it, it's kind of the same question but flipped. But you know, I, I guess uh, since you will be moving on from uh, from St. Cloud, was it difficult? uh, in a, in a final year to not play in front of fans? Um, did it take a little while, uh, to kind of maybe gain over that emotion or I guess what, what was kind of your thoughts playing in front of a uh, mostly empty house most of the night?
2: Uh, you know, for me personally, like in my game, I feel like I'm just like such an emotional player on the bench where I don't like, I don't really feed off the fans a ton. I just feed off like the game and like, and our, our team's energy. So I felt like that part of my game was fine. Mm-hmm. I, there was times where I'd be sitting on the bench. And I'd just say, like, all right, this is weird. Like, in one game in particular, uh, the first home game against Duluth at the Herb Brooks. That was the first game, I believe. Whatever the first game was at the Herb after Christmas was just, it was so quiet in the building. I just remember thinking, like, okay, this is so weird.
0: But- you're, you're, you're like, who ordered this practice against the other
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Great. Like, there's like two, like, the best teams in the country just battling it out, duking it out. But it was just like, quiet so it was weird and I think that the guys are are super excited to hopefully have fans in next year And, and I think the fans should be excited too because that schedule's pretty awesome like we're playing some pretty cool teams so it should be full it should be exciting and I think the team will be good again so
0: the one security guard in the building's going nuts after the national anthem. <laughs> All of the
1: huskies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> His name was Paul Blart, if you hadn't known. So. <laughs> I, I've only got a couple more questions for you guys here, and once again, thanks for joining us, fellas. Uh, Nick, you've been kind of ripping into Tyler on the hey. It, now that you're not a husky, uh, good luck with the next chapter. I'm kind of I'm looking at him over here, and like I know what it was like to finally end my career, and poor Tyler is just like, hey, aren't you excited for this next year that you're not coming back? Back for like but, <laughs> but, but but i well you've been pretty hard on him but i do want to ask tyler um do you have any plans uh as time moves forward maybe even into next season maybe coming down for a weekend series maybe coming down seeing the boys oh, kind of yeah. hanging out and i uh, i definitely get you back in the mix there as far as the off-ice stuff
2: yeah I definitely i like like i truly feel like i'm that's the coolest part of it being at St. Cloud State Husky is like, it's we're a family. We have guys in our group chat that played there probably like eight years ago. Um, like it's, it's literally the the best culture in college hockey, like I've been saying. So it's not like I feel like I truly still feel like I'm going to be a part of the team next year. Like just watching and supporting. So I'm definitely planning on, on making it down to as many trips as I can. Um, I know that David doesn't have a roommate on the road. So, <laughs> it's uh, reggie dunlop
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> in the north dakota so we'll, we'll see I'll, I'll make my way down and, and say hi to the guys for sure
0: yeah, I honestly – I know you're uh, hoping to get a medical school here, but I could also – I could see you being, being a guy working on a college hockey team. I think that would be kind of cool. The other thing I want to ask, too, you got the – there's the alumni fundraiser coming up for the golf tournament uh, for the men's hockey team as well. Tyler, uh, you mentioned your golf game earlier. How is the golf game looking? Is it getting any better? Uh, you finally got a chance to practice this summer, or are you uh, you struggling out there?
2: It's, it's getting better. I feel like this is the year because, like, I – you know, I don't, I don't have to spend as much time in the dangle pit anymore. I could spend more time <laughs> on <them. laughs> No, it's uh, – I, I kind of just play for fun. Like, I'm not a, a great golfer by any means. I'm a, I'm a, you know, mid-teens, high-teens handicap. So, I, I, I just love to play and, and get out whenever I can.
0: Yeah. Kevin, are you a big golfer? Uh, any big plans? I, I should have asked you this, Tyler, as well, but do you have any big plans now that you're home or moving into the summer besides training? Uh, are, are you going to like take a vacation, You know, do something that's super exciting, or are you just ready to maybe lay down and sleep for like 10 days straight? Yeah. That actually sounds very nice. Honestly.
3: But Andy's a good golfer, by the way, we me, him and oh gosh, this is the craziest golf group. Me, Andy and David had a membership to Boulder Ridge last summer and David calls the driver, the striker and the putter, the finisher. And he had never played <laughs> golf before then. So like, it was like, like if you guys want good content, just follow David around with like his golf clubs. It was hilarious. But, um, Dave or, uh, Andy's actually a good golfer, but, uh, yeah, I guess, um, my plans for the summer, I think I'm, I'm going to Florida for a week with, uh, my girlfriend and her family. Then I'll be back in St. Cloud for two weeks. Uh, I think everyone's coming in for a training camp. Uh, But yeah, other than that, just try to work work on the barrel a little bit, maybe slim down. But uh, yeah, just get ready for next season. This is my last question for both of you. Uh, First, Kevin,
0: starting with you, uh, how excited are you to see David Rennick back between the pipes? And uh, Tyler, this is going to be my follow-up question, but Kevin, if you want to jump in on this as well, what are some antics that people maybe don't know about David or things that like if you were doing the scouting report on David Rennick for the LA Kings off the ice edition, what should people know about David? Like some quirky things about him because the happiest dude on the planet but i feel like you guys got stories galore if you could jog your memory a little bit here i was just like thinking so
3: much about david's stories that i forgot your first question i'm sorry Oh, how, <laughs> exci- how excited are you to have him back oh yeah so excited I me mean, david on the ice like we all know what he brings he's incredibly really one of the best bullies in the country um such a good teammate such a hard worker too um, i think a lot of people don't know like I mean, dude, he's a goalie. He can't wear a letter. Hockey uh, guys to be pretty pissed, but uh he's he's definitely a huge leader in our team.
0: Yeah, is he uh, is it kind of weird to have a goaltender like him sometimes though, where like I remember him like two minutes before warm-ups or before game time, like he's smiling, waving at the fans, saying hi to the kids. Like, is that is that a bit of an adjustment? Is he a little more serious on the ice or is he is he pretty happy out there?
2: He is I, well, that's the one thing that fans will understand is he is the most intense player on our team probably yeah <laughs> like, come game time in the locker room like there's I honestly don't think there's a player on the team that wants to win more than David like that weird the Husky Nation is so lucky to have a goalie that competes because he wants to win every single game he wants to be the best and he's so competitive and I think sometimes that could be his like his downfall because he's so hard on himself because he wants to win that bad but yeah he's very serious come come game time in the locker room
3: yeah in practice too you see it I like in practice too. Like he just battles all the time. Like he would get so pissed at me. a you know, freshman sophomore year, I'd like skate by and He wouldn't be looking. I'd like throw a puck the that, and just like coming right back at me. And I'd be like, dude, what the heck? But, no, he's awesome. He's a he's such a competitor, such a battler. um Off the ice though, like he's got his Davidisms. Like he calls his his throat his sore throat. Like he can't differentiate that. Like those are two separate things. Like, but there's just so many things about David. Like, so like I can't share. <laughs>
2: yeah an adventure every day like you don't laugh when you live with David. you don't spend a day not laughing and living with them like
3: yeah you know?
1: i think you know first of all i want to clarify a couple of things unless you know for my co-host it's not that i'm being hard on you tyler but i'm 34 i'm kind of old right so so right but but i think i think what's important is you know you know people say you know probably to you in your group chat you know jimmy schulton i he would kill to be able to go back and play college hockey. Right. I, you gave know, he's a 34 when you listen to you guys talk about what you guys have as a culture and, you know, going through the motions that you have, there's guys like me who, you know, I, I wasn't great. That's why I'm not playing. Obviously I'm just getting old and green and gray hair, honestly. So, you know, when you hear it, it's just you envy at the opportunity that you have. And I think, you know, to just throw it back to Kevin, that's part of the reason why you're coming back is you, you yeah, you have a great skilled team, but you know, it's hard, you know, to to, go, to walk away from a game when you have so many good people around you from your teammates, as well as the coaching staff.
3: Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing I was thinking too, like talking to like my parents and stuff like that, I'd be really sad to like leave my teammates in the situation, but our coaching staff as well. I feel like from being there and like, being a senior this year, you get to know them like, for a long time. And I feel like that would be another like big thing for me. Like, And, and that was even like, even talking to like some guys on our team, like, oh like are we gonna go play like minor pro like in the coast or something or like and then I just kept thinking like I'm never gonna play for a better coaching staff, I'm never gonna play for a tighter team, probably never play for a better team. Like so I, I feel like the my decision was kind of mapped out. And I feel like looking back on it now, I kinda knew it all along, like even coming off the ice in that, that championship game, looking at the clock, and I just thought to myself, like, was that really like my last college shift? And so I just I, I feel like I kinda subconsciously knew it all along. It just took me a little while to Kind of wake up and see what's going
2: on. Evan,
0: yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I actually didn't finish my last hockey game I ever played, but I won it. Uh, it was a national championship game, but the game ended. Uh, a guy came out of the penalty box with 30 seconds left and clocked a ref in the face, and they ended the game right then and there. Yeah, it was on ESPN. So oh. feel <laughs> feel a bit better, Tyler. You too. You at least uh, you finished your, the last game that you played. You know that's that's a great that's a great piece of that as well. Um, but yeah, I like before i get over to nick like i said i mean boys i i think you and i would give any nick you and i would give anything to be you know through on this case one more time so i'm pretty jealous you guys in the heck of the season that you guys had
1: and then tyler to finish off with you now, if you were to get medicals which i think you will get into medical school is there a particular uh, uh area of study or a, a specialty that you're eyeing or right now uh, just to kind of undecided if, if you had a choice in, you know, in medicine that you wanted to practice, is there anything in particular that you would hope to get into?
2: Uh, you know, just kind of working with Dr. Dr. Wong with St. Cloud State, I feel like I would love orthopedics. Um, just like I, I loved how he handled uh, the different situations. And I feel like that's something I'd be interested in. But um, at the same time, you know, I'm very open. Um, if I fall in love with a specialty while I'm in school, then, you know, I'll pursue that. So um, that's orthopedics is something I'm interested in. But like I said, yeah, I, I would do anything.
1: I think orthopedics uh, Noah might need it after uh, our one-on-one battle. He's got some broken bones after I right. uh, slam him face-first the boards. Anyway, well, that's a separate conversation. Uh, Kevin Fitzgerald, Tyler Anderson. Uh, oh, you're gonna chirp me back here, Noah. I just to no, sure I, I cut you off. I was just gonna
0: say when when you talk about uh, the mass mandate lifting on July 1st, we're hoping potentially with either a men's or women's goaltender to have Nick and I on the ice against one of these tendies. So, who do you guys think that we should pick if we if we have a Tendy sometime? Who, who's who's the guy to match up against? Who do you think?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I think uh, is Jack staying in St. Cloud? I think that's your tough chance. I think he's the only one there, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear the board is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I hear that's got a good yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I get to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't score on that thing. You can. no, can't. Get- <laughs> Great, great, you know, career, you know, save percentage. But, uh, again, Kevin Fitzgerald, Tyler Anderson, again, thank you again for joining us. We wish you guys, uh, first of all, a relaxing and fun summer while you have it because we know it was way too fast. Uh, but excited to have, uh, you know, you guys back on again, hopefully, time soon. And, uh, again, best of luck to you guys uh, both here as we in the next couple of weeks.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much,
1: guys. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
0: always a ton of fun to catch up with both those guys nick i wishing tyler the best uh, hopefully moving on into medical school and he's just been great i know we touched on in the show but he's just been so great uh on the on the personal side and business side if you will for the podcast helping uh, coordinate us with uh, some of the great guests that we've had on he's just been a great source to help us out so i couldn't be more proud of him and the career he's had at st cloud and kevin fitzgerald we get him back for one more season
1: Yes, we do. And I, obviously, you know, they said it themselves, right? This is a group that, uh, you know, got the majority of them coming back. Uh, it, I think this is a group that's going to be uh, very, very fun to watch. And I think for the most part, Noah, uh, for the fans who weren't able to attend Uh, a game last year. I think you're definitely going to want to make sure you grab your tickets and and watch this club. I think they're due uh, for a repeat run of something special. Um, uh, There's definitely not going to come easy as nothing ever does in college athletics, but uh, this team uh, with the culture they have, and again, with the skill up and down the lineup, it may not be the flashiest team, but this is a team that plays and leads it out every single night. And man, it's going to be great to have, especially a guy like Kevin back in locker room, because he can just keep it, uh, keep things kind of relaxed. And uh, (laughs) with this humor is just overall, overall, great dude. Yeah,
0: looking forward, right? You got Mankato to start the start the season. St. Thomas is the first team to play St. Cloud State. St. is the first group to christen the new arena at Colorado College. A lot of great things to look forward to, of course. I think the Gophers are going to uh, make an appearance in town as well. So excited for that one, but that's, that's long off. We're going to let the guys have their rest. Once again, thanks to Kevin and Tyler for joining us. A uh, pretty mundane week. Once again, two line fan trivia every Saturday at noon, be the first one to answer that one correctly on the Twitter page and uh, you'll win a Huskies warming house podcast hat and go on the leaderboard for season number two. Other than that, episode number 61 comes out on Sunday and we'll see you back here in the den. Come in, they score! Ripped
1: in! A bomb from Perlitz! Yeah. So Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies alongside no. the Dwayne Kaprizov
2: in for a chance to win!
1: Now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.